0: Looking back at the best of Saturday racing from around the country and examining the major talking points of the day. This is Pass the Post. Brought to you by Archer Park Racing. Taking racing ownership to the next level.
1: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Pass the Post. It's Sunday, November 20, and, of course, Pass the Post brought to you, as the ad says, by Archer Park Racing. Didn't they have smiles a mile wide yesterday with their very exciting three-year-old golden boom Going back-to-back at the Sunshine Coast, he's a a big teller. We'll talk about him in detail later in the program. But if you need to know anything about uh, Archer Park Racing and what's for sale, they're informed at the moment, archerparkracing.com.au is the website. Well, the Summer Carnival began in Queensland yesterday. We've got nine great Saturdays. We've had one. We've got eight to go. The man who'll join me each Sunday to review the Summer Carnival and talk all things racing
2: is Nathan Exelby? Nathan, good morning. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you, David. Feels like an age since I've been in here, but uh, it's nice to be back and it has uh, been. On, the, on the dawn of another of another summer carnival. So um, yeah, we'll talk about Sunshine Coast soon enough, but uh, a lot to look forward to.
1: And a lot to talk about. Not only the start of the summer carnival at the Sunshine Coast yesterday, of course, it was the Railway Stakes Day at Ascot. Great story there. It was the gong, the million-dollar gong at Kimberley Grange. We'll be listening to that and chatting to one of the major players. And, of course, Ballarat Cup Day as well. So, plenty to talk about. But before we start, I just wanted to touch on last night's uh, night at, uh, at Eagle Farm that was, was billed, the Gala Night with Leah Killer, a charity fundraiser, four hundred people. I think it sold out within a week. Uh, they were saying last night, uh, it was
2: a wonderful night and a lot of money raised for Leah. Yeah, it was. There was a um, tremendous amount of goodwill in the room and uh, a lovely vibe there last night. Obviously, for a good cause, and uh, it was terrific to hear from Leah's family and uh, and Leah herself and, and some of those closest to her and just document that uh, the journey she's been on since that July fall.
1: Yeah, exactly. And 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 so many people supported the night in terms of donating. Prizes for auctions and raffles and even the BRC suppliers coming to the party. So everyone played. Huge amount of goodwill uh, Uh, in racing. Exactly right. Everyone played an important part. We'll talk more about that in press room tomorrow. But let's get stuck into the racing side of things. We'll go to Kembler first because they had their their big race, the gong over the mile. A wide betting race. I think Ria was actually the $6.50 favourite.
3: 500 meters to run. Wild Planet just shows the way from Surf Dancer, Oscar Zulu. Riadini gets cracking the outside. Love Tap's gone very deep. Wild Planet back to the inside from Colding. And then came promise of success. They've got 250 to go. Surf Dancer hits the lead. Surf Dancer from the stable mate, Riadini. Oscar Zulu between them. Wild Planet fights on. hoping your heart coming home well. But Riadini hits the lead from Wild Planet. Riadini clear in the gong. hoping your heart late. Riadini's gong. Riadini, beat hope in your heart. Old flame grab third, just in front of Wild Planet. Then Brutality, Skylab late. Further back to Purple Sector. Then Promise of Success from Rustic Steel. Uh, further back to Birdabick, Colding, Just Folk, Parry, Sound, Surf, Dancer, Got tied A gap to Oscar Zulu and Love Tapping the Gong of 2022. That's been a big win.
1: Darren Flindell is spot on there. It was a big win, wide no cover, but uh, just to really make it uh, something special, broke the Kembla Grange mile track record, one thirty three fifty seven. The, the man who sat atop is Tim Clark, and he's our first guest this morning. Tim, good morning. Good morning. That was a bit of a win, as as Darren said. Um, you were trapped off the track and just kept finding the line and and running new or running track record figures.
0: Yeah, no,
4: it was. It was a great win. He was really, um, <clears throat> you know, well set up for that race. It was a target race for him, and yeah, his his two runs back so far off a, off a long spell had been, you know, both had good merit in them. And getting out to the mile, he, he looked really well set up with a with a light weight. Yeah, you know, probably wasn't wasn't ideal that he had to cover a bit of ground, but I guess on the day, it wasn't a. Mm. A, a real bad thing either. So there was a bit of a bit of a cross breeze down once we got down past the half mile, um, and it was quite strong. So being out outside of horses, he was able to um, you know get a bit of protection from that <clears throat> from that breeze. And he um, yeah, he was really strong there. Late the
2: last hundred, he he really he really dug in and, and fought hard to the line. <coughs> Tim, you'd only been on him a few times before yesterday, but we know the horse well. Just tick over 12 months ago, he was stretching, you know, Very Elegance and Think It Overs in, in Wait for Age events. Has he been a frustrating horse for the stable in that he hadn't been able to win here before yesterday? Yeah,
4: I definitely would have been frustrating that he hadn't been able to win. Obviously, their performances against Very Elegant and Think It Over showed, you know, what sort of talent he had. But he was just plagued by, by wet tracks, but... Um, Last preparation, so yeah, I guess that that in itself has been a, a frustrating thing for for many many connections. But I guess that they've uh, they've been patient and they gave him a good spell after his last prep, going Adrian and and identified uh, the Gong and and was, was the Villiers now the Ingham as two sort of target races for him at the back end of the carnival and. Um, yeah, well, I guess the first first one's ticked off and hopefully in a few weeks' time we can get the double.
1: Yeah, it's a nice uh, nice race to head into, $2 million on the 10th of December. Um, you've had a good spring, largely through the deeds of alligator blood. He's brought you a lot of joy over the last few months, hasn't he?
4: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I rode in Melbourne, you know, probably, you know... Um, I think at one stage I'd ridden down there that six out of eight weekends. So, um, I was down there a lot and, you know, following horses like Alligator Blood and Knight's Order and that. So, um, it was, it was nice to get a couple of seeing him get a couple of results and, um, yeah, what a, what a horse he's been. So, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a really good spring to be able to get a couple of group ones in Melbourne and, and a, and a few other winners down there and then to, um, you know, come back here and and get a another big race win up here for, for Gay and Adrian, it's, it's uh, yeah, just sort of capping off what's been a, a good few
2: months. As you said, Tim, you've, you've won features in both Sydney, or sorry, New South Wales and, and uh, Victoria this spring carnival. How's the balancing act for a jockey now? Because by going to Melbourne, you've obviously got <laughs> other commitments in, in Sydney that you have to forego. Is it, it's a really difficult balancing act for jockeys with the way this spring carnival's set up now?
4: It is in a way like you don't want to miss out on on things like, um, you know, unfortunately, like Everest Day, like you know, it's turned into a massive day, and mm. you know, you, you know, you want to you want to be be there on them big days, but sometimes it just just the way the races fall, and and where you think that you you know you've got to think about yourself and where you're going to be, you know, best chance to getting winners, so. And um, unfortunately, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of the time I was down in Melbourne and, and uh, you know, foregoing some, some opportunities in Sydney. But that's just, uh, you know, that's just the nature of, of the beast, I guess, at the moment with, uh, you know, I think both, both spring carnivals are, are very strong now, um, which, is, which is good
5: for,
4: <clears throat> you know, for everyone involved, really. But, um, yeah, having to pick and choose sometimes can be a bit difficult. But uh, that's just, uh, yeah, we, we, that's out of our control. We've just got to try and be where, where we think we're going to be best suited. And um, this, this year, you know, a lot of that was in, in Melbourne. So and, and, you know, I was happy to, to go down there and, and uh, link up, yeah, with, you know, horses like Alligator Blood and, and Knight's Order and, and co. So, um, and it w- worked out that uh, I was able to get a, get a few
1: results down there. We've talked about Alligator Blood. His deeds are well known. Knight's Order raced really well during the spring. I think I think he also showed that he's not just purely a wet tracker. If you could ever have a good ninth, I think he ran a really good ninth in, in the Melbourne Cup. You drew that outside gate. Everyone was well, most people were saying, oh, he'll, he'll come across with that horse serpentine. It just didn't pan out as the way you wanted it to pan out, did it?
4: No, it, it didn't. It, um, there's a lot more pressure
1: than than we sort of
4: first anticipated and yeah, I uh, guess that's why I, I wouldn't mind having that, that ride again. But um, uh, he, he had a, a great campaign, winning first up and then raced very consistently throughout um, the spring. And hopefully he, he can, um, you know, he, over the last couple of seasons, he hasn't been overly taxed. So hopefully, although he's an eight-year-old, hopefully he can he can come back and continue to race in 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 the order that he that he has been over his last couple of preps because he's going better now than he than he ever has and yeah he, he definitely uh, yeah he should have finished a, a bit closer up there in the cup but um yeah it wasn't to be unfortunately but yeah, I'm sure he'll he'll come back to you know in you know maybe Sydney in the in the autumn and um I'm sure there'll be some some good races for him then.
2: Tim everyone comes out of the spring carnival looking for a horse for for next year you rode one there on Melbourne cup day in white Marlin what's your thoughts of uh, this guy yeah he's um obviously he's very good
4: and definitely a horse that you know probably the yeah the horse I'm most looking forward to a one off um, most looking forward to riding in in the in the new year um, yeah he just kept getting better and better um, you know he was stepping up two thousand to twenty eight hundred on Cup Day, and you know didn't have the easiest run the early part either. So he drew, the, you know, drew the outside that day, and um, he, yeah, he couldn't have been more impressive. So I'm sure um, Gay and Adrian will be sitting down and, and working out a, a program for him. Um, you know, whether they follow a similar sort of type of program to what they did with Knights sort Order of last year, I'm, I'm not too sure, but. Yeah, he's uh, a horse that everyone should be should be following because I think that
1: we're going to hear plenty more about him in in the new year. Congratulations on yesterday, but congratulations overall on a, a very good spring. We'll, we'll talk to you again in the future. Plenty more winners, mate. Thanks very much, guys. Cheers. Tim Clark joining us this morning, our first guest here on Past the Post, piloting Riadini to victory. Uh, f- facts and figures say it was an outstanding win, uh, no cover wide midfield break the track record, but I think Tim made a really good point that I don't think it was a total disadvantage to be off the track, and you notice in most of the races, certainly later in the day when, when they were coming up to the turn and around the turn, they were moving to the towards the centre of the track. Yeah, he
2: was, he was well found for a horse that hadn't won for, for so long, David. I, I know he came up high on ratings and whatnot. But you still have to have that leap of faith that he would actually find the line because he'd teased for a long time. That, the fairy tale story many were hoping for in the race was hope, uh, hope in your heart for, for Kerry Parker. Um, it uh, obviously ran well. It's um, just it was a competitive race, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it's amazing for those who, our listeners who may not realise Riadini won its first four races straight in New Zealand. I think <laughs> it ran an eleven classic, but it uh, had a great rap on it, mm. and it actually hasn't won a race for almost three years. That was the first win for, for, for Gay and Adrian.
2: That's right, he started favourite in Private eyes, Epsom last year, off the back of those two really good runs at that weight for age, so um, yeah, he's been a good enough money spinner, just without um, notching up many wins.
1: We'll see him in the Ingham, the $2 million Ingham, formerly the Villiers, as we said, on the, the 10th of December. Let's go to the other feature race there, the um, sub-feature, I suppose, was the Sprint, the Warra, over 1,000 metres. Here's the replay.
3: Remlap's gem leads clearly around the corner by two lengths on the favourite, Malkovich. Then came Athelric, southern lad, winding up on the outside. Further back to Wisdom of Water, American President Mossman Gorge and Key Largo. Remlap's gem leads at the 250, but Athelric moved up strongly now. And Athelric takes the lead from Remlap's gem. And then came Key Largo, southern lad, but Athelric in front, Dragonstone rattling at the end, but Ethelric wins the Warra. Ethelric, I'd say Key Largo's second, a nose in front of Dragonstone, on the lead, making up many lengths in the straight, followed by a very fine red. Malkovich playing today, American President doing his best work late, then Remlap's gem getting tired from Southern Lad, a very fine red if I didn't say before, then Wisdom of Water and Shin was about the last in.
1: He's done a bit of border hopping, uh, Ethelric, of course he won during our carnival, that was the end of his campaign and then uh, this time in he's been in Sydney and then to Melbourne and back to Kimberley yesterday
2: yeah well placed in that race yesterday I think the the story here it's an emerging story Zach Lloyd he's um that's two or three rich races he's won there through the through the carnival he's still got a three kilo claim he's obviously Godolphin he doubled for Godolphin yesterday um isn't he just making rapid rapid uh, progress up through the ranks there
1: Certainly is. Uh, he's, in, he's in good demand, but he's certainly with the right team. Low well, they were the two features at Kembla Grange yesterday. So I think basically the Sydney Carnival is finished now, is it not? Oh, well, a couple of was... weeks a $2 million. Yes, yeah, exactly. I forgot about that. <laughs> but it's mainly over. Not so in the West, of course, where we had the railway stage yesterday, the, the first of four big Saturdays coming up. Let's go to the, the feature of the railway. And it was a wide betting
6: race. In the railway, they'd straightened up and comfort me, made a run at them. Ranged up, grabbed the lead from Maratino. Resort man got an inside run. Buster Bass search and rocks behind them. Alaskan God, tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade is gathering them in. Here comes tricks of the trade. Tricks of the trade pulls a little bit of magic out of his tricks of the trade and he wins the railway stakes. Tricks of the trade for from trainer Cole Webster. Troy Turner has won the railway for me. The star trade comfort me. Last of the line behind them. And treasured star God has chosen Alaskan God, Resort Man, Captain Chaos, Marachito, Search and Rock's next home, followed by Notorious One, further back behind them, Buster Bash in company with Ironclad, then Yonkers, and Carly's Karma pulled up abruptly, she's the last one to greet the judge. Yes, tricks
1: of the trade, um, I suppose most times we focus on the horse and the race, but I think on this occasion it's the people surrounding the horse and the race that are really capturing the attention, this is a wonderful story, and part of that story is Tricks of the Trades trainer, Cole Webster. He's joining us on Past the Post. We're very fortunate to have him join us this morning. Cole, congratulations. Thank you
0: very much and good morning to all.
1: Well, what a day yesterday. The first thing I need to ask you, there's been a few conflicting stories. Some said it was your first Group 1 win, but I reckon it was your second.
0: No, it was my first. It, it was? It was my first, yes. We don't have many Group 1s here in WA, and uh, of late, of course, uh, Peter's Camp's been capturing most of them, so it's pretty, pretty uh, good to get hold of one.
2: You won the WA Oaks, was, did you train Queen Inca when she won the WA Oaks?
0: Yeah, 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 and pop culture, but that was they were Group Twos.
1: Fair enough. Going into, going into the race yesterday, this horse had run well on the Asian bow. Overall, he's been a great talent. Were you, were you quietly confident yesterday?
0: No, not quietly. We were terribly confident. <laughs> the horse has been trained for this race to the minute, and uh, most of the credit to this win goes with my son, Cole Jr. He and his partner live at the stables, the Kalgoorlie Street stables, where this horse is. And he's taken over most of his training and looked after him. He sleeps he sleeps with his horse. So I've got to say to young Cole, uh, like most of the work's done is he advised me that we shouldn't start in the R J Peters, which if he'd won that he would have been a guarantee to start in the railway. And uh, he said if we run him in that dad, it'll take the edge off him and it will uh, deter our chances in the big one. So we scratched from the Peters and lucky enough to get a run in the railway, and there we go. You
2: would have been pleased when you, you saw his place secured in the field. Uh, the, the owners knocked back some some pretty decent amount of money to, to keep this horse with you in WA.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They got um, offers of they got a couple of offers of a million, and I think they they said they got one offer of it was over a million dollars for him, but. Um, they, uh, they're not in need of any money, so uh, they decided to keep him. And uh, they're so pleased now that they did, of course.
1: Many people were saying uh, about your age, but I think, uh, as a Bill and Pat, I think they eclipse you. Uh, they Are they in their 90s? Is that right? Yes. Uh, uh, I started training in
0: 1971. Uh, they're in their 90s, uh, Bill and Pat, <coughs> And they're pretty agent but they they don't often come to the races because it's a bit difficult for them. But they were certainly there yesterday, and they were over the moon.
1: I want you to give, uh, and I know you would like to, to, to give special uh, comment about the jockey Troy Turner.
0: Yeah, he was apprentice to us, and uh, he's been so loyal over the years, jockey uh, Troy, and he rides this horse just to perfection. He knows him inside out, and uh, uh, he's he's been very, very loyal to our stable choice.
2: What do we see Tricks of the Trade run in next, Cole?
0: The northerly in two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, He's pulled up a treat. He licked his feeder out this morning, so he's pulled up a treat. And the northerly stakes another $1.5 million rate in two weeks. He goes from a handicap to wait for age, That might make a bit of difference, but um, he's brought up a treat and uh, he's been trained to the minute, so I think he'll run a good race in the northerly.
1: I mentioned at the start of the interview it was a one or 2 group uh, ones. I got that wrong. I'm going to let you tell me this time. Well, I, one report says you're 82, uh, one says you're 84. How old are you? 82. 82. Uh, and going strong?
0: Well... Still going
1: anyway. <laughs> How many yeah. have you got in work? Uh, we
0: usually have about uh, uh, anything up to thirty, mm. about twenty-five to thirty.
1: Wonderful result,
2: yes. Cole, um, you you were associated with a very famous horse in in Rogan, Josh before he he came to Bart Cummings. Just outline to us that horse and 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 then the the road that he went on after he left you.
0: Oh yes, <laughs> yes he was a good stayer. He. Uh, he, I was with Bart in the Perth Cup of the day that Rogan Josh um, just got beaten a half head in the Perth Cup and uh, we spelled him after that and then the owners decided that, uh, well, myself and the owners decided that uh, he should be sent for the Melbourne Cup. They wanted to send him up to Newcastle in, in New South Wales and all over and I said, there's only one place to send him, just that with Bart Cummings. I said, if he's going to sit for the Melbourne Cup, he's the Melbourne Cup King. They said, Bart wouldn't take him. I said, of course he'll take him. I said, I was sitting with him after we ran second the third cup and he was impressed with the horse. Said, of course he'll take him. So I rang Bart and Bart said, they would be happy to take him. So we sent him over to Bart and the, the rest is history, of course. Bart did a wonderful job with him.
1: Certainly is. So you said you started trading in 1971. That's over half a decade, half a century. Yeah,
0: 63. It's my
1: 63rd year. Good on you, mate. Thanks for joining us this morning. We really do appreciate it. And congratulations. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you much. Cole Webster joining us this morning. What a lovely gentleman.
2: (coughs) Yeah, terrific story, isn't it? Um, Knock back the the money and they're going to be in front on on, on the deal now by by doing that and sharing in the excitement that money can't buy. And we should talk about the horse and give him some, some credit as well because he's got a
1: great record. He's only had 14 starts and he's won nine of them, so he goes to the northerly in a fortnight.
2: Yeah, tried up to the 2,400 metres last prep in the derby where he started a very short price favourite. Um, you'd think he'll make the step to wait for H now, wouldn't you? Yes, you would think so. I didn't know many horses in this race, do you? No, no, it was very much a local, local race with a couple of you know, sort of Group 3 listed type horses from the East thrown into the mix. Mm. Let's go to one of the other features
1: yesterday on their, their big day. This is the WA Guineas Group 2. and Amelia's jewel was expected to bounce back and was the $1.90 favourite.
6: All the King's men hit the front though in the Guineas. St. Orio looming large. St. Oreo on the outside of all the King's men. Further back behind them. Here comes on the outside Bustler and Amelia's Jewel. St. Orio, Amelia's Jewel. Amelia's Jewel hits the lead. Going with a Bustler. But the Jewel sparkles in the Guineas. Amelia's Jewel has beaten Bustler. St. Orio third from all the King's men. Behind them Rajuva King, Sunny Honey, Linden Lady and catch these hands. Followed further back by... Snowdome, swear to God. Then demolish Lord Gannicus. Upper limit, second from last. Trailing them home is Santa
1: Bray. Riding for Simon Miller. And, of course, uh, she'd been beaten in the Burgess Queen as a dollar forty-five chance, but uh, turned it around yesterday and still ran odds on.
2: Yeah. A yeah, number of people had her ranked in the top two or three two-year-olds in Australia last season, so so much has been expected of her this time around. And, and good to see her bounce back to the winning list yesterday.
1: I noticed a winner there yesterday. One of your old uh, horses, Goodness. Minx Moment. Yes, I saw that after the event. Really? At ten dollars too? Yes, yeah, I, see. Yeah, see, I saw that too. Raced in to, the race to the West. Now Adam Durant is uh, putting the polish on it. Maybe just there for the
2: the carnival. I'm not sure. But just... Well, is that that race now? That's a fourteen hundred meter race. Has been bumped up to a million and a half. The one that Rothfire is going to stay on for after the uh, after the winner bottom next week. So they've they've really thrown some money at that, that carnival over there. Godolphin supported it with a really strong team heading across there. Uh, Valana will be will be aimed at that particular race as well. We might have a look at that market while we're discussing the, the WA Carnival. You mentioned
1: Rothfire, and he is the pre favourite, $4.50, and Valana at $5.00. Elite Street, Miss Kintiki and My Bella Maya Locals at $6.00, $8.00,
2: $8.00, and Paul Laley... At nine dollars. Sure, if his trainer was caught up in the moment or not, but declared Rothfire last night um, to the the four hundred plus crowd. Ben Dorries will be reporting on the Winterbottom
1: next week. Is that what you call it, reporting?
2: <laughs> you can use whatever name.
1: Whatever but it, well, he'll be there. Adjective f- you like. And fingers crossed, he's made the promise. He's he's vouched that he'll be on past the post next Sunday. Okay. Post Winterbottom to discuss everything. I did warn him that it is uh, much earlier
2: than, <laughs> than it is here. As long as he's not tipping it, that's the only the main thing.
1: Oh. He was tipping one. I wish he was here today. He might, I reckon he's listening too. I reckon because the first time when he's not on, he'd be saying, well, what are they going to talk about without revenge? And I have no revenge on you, uh, Ben, for without revenge's performance yesterday. But anyway, we'll come to that very shortly. We might take a break here on Past the Post, regather our thoughts and come back and look at the first day of Queensland Thoroughbred Summer Racing Carnival. It was Malulabar Cup Day at the Sunshine Coast.
0: You're listening to Radio Tab's Past the Post with David Fowler and Nathan Exelby.
1: Welcome back to Past the Post, brought to you by archerparkracing.com.au. We'll be talking about an Archer Park racing horse very shortly, but all the Archer Park racing people, the owners of, of Golden Boom and Hidden Wealth, they enjoyed the day at the Sunshine Coast yesterday, and that's what it's all about, taking racing ownership to the next level. And as I say in the ad, it's not too late to join the fun, so go to that website, com. Dot au. Let's us now go to the Malula Bar Cup. And Linthorpe Bland and Without Revenge were both very well backed at various stages. Without Revenge, tackled and headed by She's the Gift. On the outside, Ulysses. Linthorpe Bland, Hail Manhattan joining in. And Street Dancer coming with a generous run. Right down the outside, Linthorpe Bland struggling. Hail Manhattan reached the lead. Street Dancer coming after it, gamely. Aussie Nugget bursting through. Still Hail Manhattan in front. He's defying the challenges. And Hail Manhattan will win the cup. Beat home Aussie Nugget. Third Street Dancer, Linthorpe Land fourth. Then came Zennifer, Batiga, followed by Ulysses. Then she's the gift. Well back was Zennifer, at the head of the others. Gave us up way beyond Salsonic Tears of Love without Revenge. Will a bubble burst there? Pretty smartly, and Hasabro last home in one thirty four seventy seven near track record time. Yeah, well, it actually was the track record. Uh, the the time was one thirty four sixty nine and. The man it would have been delighted with that performance As the co trainer, Peter Hulbert. He joins us now. Peter, good morning.
5: Yeah, morning,
1: David. Morning, Nate. Hey, uh, 134.69. And I'll tell you why that's the. I don't have to tell you why they're, why they're great figures. It's a track record. But that track record, Pete, it stood for 32 years. Bassie's pride has <laughs> held that for a long time. 1990, she established that. 32 years, and you've broken. There's been a lot of mile races over the last three decades.
5: We were young fellows then. <laughs> we, we were. Now we're old. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell... Yeah, that's the
1: outstanding
5: effort, yeah, wasn't it?
1: certainly was. I want you to tell me this, though. Um, I think I backed this horse two or three runs ago. His last two runs have been OK without being brilliant, but he looked a different horse yesterday. Is there any background to that?
5: Dave, after his la- at the end of his last prep, we did give him a long break... And he came back, he's really furnished into he's not a gross horse, but he, he did you know put a lot of condition on, and it's quite he's, it's taken a few runs to get him right. Um, the boys used to come in and say, "Look, on the turn, he was traveling so easy it was just a matter of how far, but he, he hasn't let down. so um, look, he, he, we thought after his last, I think you might have tipped him one day just recently, actually, mm-hmm. and he was cruising coming to the corner. And uh, I said to Will, mate, you know, what do you think? It's something, he's, the boys reckon he's not letting down. So he got our vet to come in. and frankly, she couldn't find anything amiss, Dave. Uh, but she said, look, it just could be starting to feel his joints, and he's just not letting down for you. So uh, we got his she suggested she do his joints. Mm. And um, he, uh, he, as Will said, his work on Tuesday morning when Aiden came in on him, he said, wow. He's he's just jumped out of the ground. So obviously, getting
2: his joints done has is, is done the trick. It makes good sense because I thought those first two runs this prep were as good as he's ever gone. Like to get as mm. close as he did eleven hundred ten and ten at Doom and behind we yep. own smart one, and then his run in the Wheatwood was a ripper as well.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's what I say. He's he's around the mark, and 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 the boys kept saying he's there's more there, but he's just not giving it to us. So um, Will went looking, and uh, fortunately, he and uh, our vet, Letitia Kelly, uh, came up with uh, doing his joints. So let's hope it continues.
1: Tell us the background of this horse. It's a good story. Uh, he wasn't an expensive purchase by any stretch of the imagination.
5: No, look, the owner, I think the owner paid 6000 for him online, one of those online sales, mm. as a weanling, I believe. Uh, send him down to calora and Peter McMahon, when it came time to break him in and send him to someone, uh, my understanding is... Uh, Peter McMahon from Kalora suggested to the owner that uh, they give him to uh, Will and I, and um, we went down and had a look at him. And he's only a little light frame fella, and we he had a couple of little preps in and out with us. And uh, I think he when I'm pretty sure he won his first start at the Gold Coast over 900. And I remember saying to Will, we might have a smart 900,000 metre horse here, <laughs> but as time's gone on, uh, he just keeps getting better and better.
2: I'm turning 6,000 into almost half a million now is a good result yeah. for, for everyone. And, um, yeah. and so, hey, Peter, it's a bit of a treat to, to get you this morning. You're, these days you're, you're more than happy to sort of defer all the, the publicity to the stable to, to Will.
5: Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, Sandra and I stay home and do the work and uh, <laughs> Will goes to the races. But I, uh, I was let out of jail yesterday. He sent me to the Gold Coast with one. I uh, I got it beat, so wish well, he ran third. <laughs> <laughs> so he mightn't ask me to go again.
1: When I called <laughs> when I called the race yesterday, I was thinking to myself, I remember this, and I think it actually said a post race on 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 the air. I said this was the scene of the crime at another time, and I went back and looked this morning. He won the members' cup at the same track mm. and trip back in February of last year, of twenty one. He was a nineteen dollars chance that day. So the, so Sunshine Coast has been a happy hunting ground for this horse. <laughs>
5: And he hasn't been there that much, I don't think, to be honest. No. Yeah. He's, and, and, look, he's one of those horses, you don't know he's in the stable. You know, he's just no no trouble and um, loves his carrots and like most of them do. Sandra spoils them all with with the carrots. So uh, he's one of, he just he never has a bandage on him. I don't think he's ever have a, had a bandage on him. So he's uh, very easy to look after.
1: And he won the Mackay Cup too, didn't he?
5: Yeah, he
1: did. Yeah, Ryan Wiggins. Mm. Yeah, we, we were yeah. just we were just talking to a trainer in Perth. He won the Railway Stakes yesterday. It's a bit bigger, I know, than the Malilla Cup. He's 82. Yeah. How old are yeah. you now? Uh, 76. 76. Well, you
5: can't
1: 76. catch him, but You're not far behind him.
5: No, still doing seven days a week. So,
1: <laughs> you're I'm not man. really a
5: holiday person. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a good man. So, congratulations to you and Sandra and Will and all of the owners of Hale Manhattan. Great, great result.
5: Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Good morning, good
1: morning, there he is hey, Peter go. Hulbert joining us. One of the really good guys of racing. And, uh, yeah, but, but, you know, every horse has a story, doesn't it? And it's not just reading a form,
2: guys. I was thinking it might need to be an official gear change, joints done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because... I did tip him. I think I had something on him a couple of runs ago. He looked like ago. he'd come up better than ever in those yeah. first couple. And then I think both of us would have tumbled into him. And I agree with you. The last couple just like, oh, he's just speeded out this prep. So. Just, just flat line. But yesterday he sprinted up and... Um, Didn't he uh, just truck and travel and then,
1: into the race? And they had their chance. Uh, Beaten Brigade. I thought I liked Linthorpe. Blad and Cassidy got him should give him a good sport. ride. And, and had his chance. Mm-hmm. He wasn't as dominant. Well, certainly wasn't well, as dominant.
2: The, the one, two of, the, two of the horses that he left well in his wake at Doombin last time.
1: Now, in fairness, uh, without revenge, uh, went to the lead. Uh, she's the gift, went up on the outside. They went far too fast. I mean, at least you're here now, not, not Ben. First 1,000 metres in fifty-eight seventy-two. Well, you're not going to
2: get home, no, you? unless the, you're special. Walked home leader to win at almost 36 on, on a quick track, so... Um, look, it was a big step up in grade for him, wasn't it? And uh, they may go back to the drawing board. You now he'll, he'll continue to win more races, but it was a steep step up in grade. And look, that strong move that happened up until Saturday morning it did Peter out a little yeah. bit with his you know Linthorpe lad in up starting favourite. He was a touch easier to three seventy when the, the tough money came for getting closer to race time.
1: When you think about it, we start betting on these races, or we can start to bet on these races from mid-Wednesday, uh, you know, mid-Wednesday afternoon. So there's a lot of time leading up to the race on <laughs> Saturday. But there's waves, aren't there? There's the early shoppers who who stamp up the ones that have maybe mistakes been made or not correctly mm. priced. And they get really big overs. Then you've got that move more so on Saturday mornings.
2: Yes. And then you've got that... Twenty minutes before the. You're race not an race. early man, are you? you? You don't sort of get stuck into it until sort of Friday, or so do you? Well, it depends how I'm travelling. <laughs> depends you how would I'm. Wouldn't be like you're overworked. What you? You oh, it? a of... break. Well, you can come home from the race on Wednesday and get stuck into the form Wednesday night.
1: I, I could. I never do the form after a race meeting. it mm-hmm. can't. The, the brain. Does, the brain doesn't work like that. But just on that race in the stewards' report, uh, David Van Dyke said that uh, without revenge, we'll go for a spell now. And Street Dancer. I know you liked it. Uh, pulled up lame in the off hind, but uh, we'll see what happens. He's there. going good that
2: horse. He's come back well, so gets out to a middle distance. He'll win a race soon enough.
1: Aussie Nugget's a good money spinner, but uh, he just uh, probably places Binds more than he better. wins. But he's he probably
2: he's in, like I'm not sure. What someone said, but 1800 might be his absolute sweet spot. Aussie Nugget, like he loomed to win the Toowoomba Cup at 2000, just didn't quite see it out. A Mile he gets out sped, but he's been terrific. He had a great campaign. Dale, the producer's made a mistake today. We've corrected that, though, so
1: don't worry about it, Dale. You just sit there and enjoy yourself. You showed him him the due respect, so it's all good. Let's go to race five. Race five we're going to, and this is the three-year-old race, and Golden Boom, the shortest prize favour of the day. Golden Boom going nicely in the lead. Shows out from all that pizzazz and then Burnish Gold. Followed by Johnny Rocker running on pretty well. And then came Jamel the outwider, but it's Golden Boom the leader. Johnny Rocker's running a good race on the outside. Golden Boom the leader. He's out in front, he's clear. Johnny Rocker running a great race in second, but he's too good Golden Boom. Beat Johnny Rocker hit wealth up for third, Hootenholler in fourth. And then came all that pizzazz knocking up late. Followed by Burnish Gold. And out towards the tail was... Uh, Jamildi and Thelwell last home. Fifty-six-one-two was the gallop. Uh, just to put things in perspective, Zeus Style holds the track record at fifty-five seventy-two. Home in a neat thirty-three seconds. Uh, we've talked a lot about Golden Boom during the week, but it's worth talking about him post-race. And Tony Gollan's been kind enough to join us. Tony, good morning.
7: Yeah, good morning, guys. Well.
1: Uh... It seemed pretty uh, uh, easily done. Everything expected, what was expected. Your thoughts during the race and after the race?
7: Yeah, um, yeah, basically what you said there, really. I I, I don't think people understood just what a task he had. He he obviously won his maiden only 13 days before yesterday. And I hate taking horses back to the races that quick, particularly going up in grade like I had to. And I knew he would have had to go a lot better. And he already went so well running time his first day at the races. So I was a little bit nervous yesterday. Not not the fact that I know how good a horse I got, but just the uh, what, what, what was expected of him yesterday and I knew he needed to produce something like he did. he done, he done it really easily. He broke away well and he never really gives punters or owners or, or myself really any nervous moments. But I must admit going into the race yesterday, I did have a touch of a touch of nerves about what I was asking him to do.
2: Tony, we, we, we physically see what he did in the race, but do you think that performance takes on extra merit when we look subsequent to see what and Co ran in their particular race, their seasoned open company horses, and here's this horse at start number two, bettering their figures?
7: Yeah, I was pretty confident, Nathan. And I, I don't want to have any air of arrogance about this, but I was pretty confident he'd go quicker than the Swiss Ace yesterday. <laughs> he, he's a fairly um, talented horse, this horse, and I knew that there, I thought that 3 hour race had a lot of depth to it. I was fairly sure there'd be horses like all that pizzazz, Johnny Rocker, that, that, that were going to put some pressure on him at some stage, and and they did, and and he answered, um, I guess, the questions that I felt that he would answer, um, but I wanted to see him do it. and He did it well, and, and if he had to answer those questions, which he did, uh, he would run the time, and uh, I'd be shocked if, um, you know, if he's not a, a better horse than the horses that all ran in the Swiss Ace.
1: You made a point. I think you made it more than once too, and this really resonates with me. When I used to call the trots many years ago, and I called all of the best horses in Australia that raced at Albion Park, there's one thing I used to watch, and I'd watch them lead, and I we we do quarter by quarter with a sectional breakdown, and I'd say to myself, "Geez, he's run say 31 seconds for that quarter." It'd go up 29 two, and I'd say, "They're doing it so comfortably. They look as though they're just cruising, but they're running much faster time." You've made the point with this horse as well. He's the same sort of horse, Golden Move. He doesn't look like he's running time, but he is.
7: Yeah, exactly, Davey. I, said, I think I said a couple of times this week. He makes running fast look quite easy, mm. and he does. He's got a beautiful action. Uh, he covers the ground well. He doesn't want to overdo things just yet. You can see he's still not the finished product. There's, there's elements of him that are, just needs to improve a little bit, but he will as he goes. Um, he, he just does things with ease. His recovery is a great. Up in the stalls after the race, you know, an hour after the race, he's standing there with his head down just wanting to pat. He's, he's, a, he's a beautiful animal to have anything to do with. He, he's a gelding, so there's no pressure, you know, as far as stud, uh, stud jargon goes on with him. So I've he, he, got a lot to look forward to the team, I tell you. He's, he's a really nice horse and lovely sound horse at this stage of his life. And, you know, hopefully he can, can go on and have a really, really good career because I, I really don't know where... Where his ceiling is yet, where I'm, I know I know one thing,
2: I'm nowhere near it. Tony, big effort by the horse, big effort by the jockey. That was it for Ryan Maloney after Golden Boom yesterday. It took its toll on him to get down to the fifty-four and a half that he rode him at.
7: In defence for Ryan, I think that was a little bit um, overstated. He, he felt he meant he needed a race off, and, and obviously you can't pick and choose you know, what races you have off, etc. Mm-hmm. And he was under, he wasn't he wasn't of the understanding that if he took one off he, didn't, he couldn't ride the rest of the meeting so there was a bit of a miscommunication there with Ryan and the steward. He ended up being stood down I, I dare say if he was on one of mine in the next race and I have spoke to him he would have soldiered through through the meeting I think there was just a bit of miscommunication there with him unfortunately.
2: But still to get to fifty-four and a half is a <coughs> monstrous effort for him Yeah he made a commitment
7: you know a little while ago not in regards to this horse but in regards to himself he had a week off suspension and he he went and did a boot camp type style situation for the week and he's fit as, as fit as I've seen him, Ryan. He's always a good trainer. Like There's nothing wrong with the way the guy trains as far as looking after himself in that regard, but he's, his diet is obviously not, not um, what it should be if you want to ride those light weights. So he made a commitment to himself to really get hungry, I think, for the summer carnival. And then, you know, when he sat on a horse like this at the trials... He, um, it just really it gives him that good, that good um, I guess, encouragement to follow through with it. And he's, he's doing it well. he done it well yesterday.
1: My, my next question to you is about the horse, Golden Boom. It's a two-prong question. Uh, do you go to the gold edition in a month's time? And the second part of the question is, could, that, could you pull up stumps after that race?
7: Uh, it's probably a, a yes and a yes, to be honest. Um, I, I would wait a month to the Gold Edition. I, I don't think I'll go again in two weeks. It's all, just asking. You know, mm. I'm asking to empty out just too often. I, I don't want to do that, even though he looks as though he's not eased down, but he's, he's, he's idling on him late. They, when they're running those figures, they're putting in. There's absolutely no doubt. So he more than likely has a month now to the Gold Edition, um, and then I said to uh, Chris Wessels and Mark McLean, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves past that, because I think that's probably enough for me. Um, you know he's he's an exciting horse i want to make sure we get every every bit out of him over the length of his career and that, that's what i'll be trying to do
2: your full disclosure that you know, archer park are sponsors of this program tony but it is it's great to see them with a good horse and you've got a couple of really promising three year olds for Archer park at the moment
7: yeah look, we're only linked up with them that that yearling sale year so I, a lot of, i thank um mark and chris and and all the team there peter Daniels there's a bunch of them that are the that are the nucleus of Archer park and then we've got all the other owners that come with them and I heard a bit of Mark McLean's interview during the week when he rang up about this horse, and what he said is right. They, they just enjoy their racing, and they get a good group of people together. You know, it, it's, it's it's very much a no D head policy. They're just all good blokes, so that everyone has a great time, and they make going to the races a fun experience. And like I said, we only teamed up with them that year, so the oldest horses in our stable R3 are three year olds, apart from TikTok Boom that we purchased uh, as a tried horse, and, and they took the majority of that syndicate. So they've been a dream to train for, and. And the two-year-old year started off a bit slow for us, and I didn't have a lot of runners for them, but, oh, they're getting huge dividends now.
1: That's the expression of the morning. I'm going to use that more often now.
7: No D-Ed policy. I like that. <laughs> makes life a lot easier. Oh, no, right.
2: no sense of irony, that coming out of your mouth, Tone? <laughs> no irony,
1: mate. <laughs> now, just before you go, uh, we'll have a listen to this replay shortly, but La Look, uh, what you see is what you get, but uh, I think you've summed him up as well. A great 1,000-metre horse. When he he jumps away and pings, if he gets to the lead, he's bloody hard to get past.
7: When he can flow, David, he's not the, the world's best breathing horse. He really has got to flow in the run, and... I said to Jimmy whether we're at Doom and whether we're at Eagle Farm or Sunny Coast. It does It's irrelevant to me. We want to go out there and we want to run fast overall time in a good flowing manner. When we're dictated to by other horses, say we're caught inside something or behind and we're getting dictated to in the run, you just never see the best of the horse. He's he's just got to be flowing in his own. He's at his own speed and his own leisure, and, and that's when the Malkovich scratching came out of the race and we drew wide. That was another key aspect, drawing a bit wider on the at the thousand meter shoots. They said suits that horse. Um, I always felt we'll. We were a very good chance of getting that run. Um, I thought the second horse, I thought she was un- unreal, Stinky five. I was just uh, learning a lot with her the last six weeks, and she, she wasn't knocking my socks off, but I felt she was heading in the right direction. We made a key gear change of blinkers onto her Tuesday morning. I, I felt she was good in them, and I wanted to ride her back quiet. I dare say she's probably a little bit unlucky yesterday in that race. Simply fly, just come back on her face a little bit and just didn't get her into the race as early as what she, we would have liked. As she had she got into the race half-furlong earlier, she would have made it pretty interesting late. But both horses were excellent. Um, the stable, you know, basically had quite a good day out yesterday and very proud of the job our team does.
1: Good on you, mate. We always appreciate your time. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, guys. Tony Gollan joining us. Let's go straight now to the Swiss ace plate. We'll have a listen to La Palmier who was first out and first home. They turn for home, 400 left to run, and Le Parmier with a full head of steam, going strongly in the early part of the straight. Goldsberg trying hard, here's Jaiswebel coming through the centre, but under pressure, then set a fire, and simply flight can't go on. Le is still in front, with 100 metres left to go. He's got a good break, Jaiswebel trying hard, down the outside, sneaky five, but it's Le Parmier in front. Too good, Le Parmier all the way. Beat home sneaky five, a goal on Quinella, then Jaiswebel or Goldsberg for the minor end of the pre- Prize, followed by Master JB, simply fly, super Air, and Centrefire whipped them in in fifty six and thirty five, and 33-23, The last six hundred meters, he's won eight from thirty one, and of those eight, seven have been at a thousand meters. What was his other win?
2: Uh, no, you got me. The winning Rupert. You got the twelve hundred. The winning Rupert. He won. He won that very early in his career. And you G- know your fate pretty early with the and race, don't you? If mm. he if he's got others in front of him, and as Tony documented. There's not much hope, but when he gets on a roll, he's uh, it, difficult to catch. He's a bit like one of those greyhounds. If they don't jump, uh, you're in a bit of strife. He wasn't you... bullet-like out of the gates yesterday, uh, but the, there, was other, there wasn't There was the other speed there, so he was able to gather that momentum and, and get to the right spot. And Jimmy Byrne's got a good association with him as well. In those eight
1: wins, he's been on him five times. Uh, Hard to offer an excuse. Sneaky 5 was probably the run of the race, as Tony's just outlined. Jay Sweebell had a chance and simply fly with ordinarily, I thought.
2: Yeah, whether there's something that come to light there, it um, was completely opposite to what we saw at Eagle Farm last time.
1: Let's have a listen to one more feature from the uh, Sunshine Coast yesterday. This is the three-year-old over the mile. Down below the 400 metres, the sprint is now on. And Soothsayer immediately got the better of me Then came Bird on a wing, followed by Lady Ladar. The others were struggling as the sprint went on. But Soothsayer's a mile in front with 150 left to go. has got it well won. Interest in the miners. Cash me presently holding down second. Lady Ladar running a, a plucky race. But Soothsayer was too good. And the favourite saluted by two and three quarters. From Cashme, Lady Ladar and Bird on a wing. Then Do, Followed by Classy Gal. Then came Road Trip. Well back was Afogado girl Cyan star and flopped River last over the line in one thirty seven and 34. In stark contrast to the Malolabar Cup, this was run at a snail's pace, <laughs> which, of course, suited Sayer so much so it spread at home in 34.32. Except for one run when it went back at the start, it's, form's been very good this campaign.
2: Yeah, been pretty consistent, didn't the uh, yellow brick form line copper a nice beefing up yesterday with Sayer and uh, then no one a deal in the very next race, um, Yellow Brick had toyed with that pair at at Eagle Farm, so he's obviously a horse with plenty of upside Yellow Brick. Griseo won the um, two-year-old.
1: Tradesman-like performance, but obviously a horse taking benefit from its first start and with, uh,
2: you know, experience. It's and a and nice fitness. presence about him, that horse. I'm not sure I wasn't there yesterday, David, but they said he... he I know that for a fact he played up at his debut. Whether, whether he was better behaved yesterday, I'm not sure, but uh, he's actually... He's the first cutest horse that uh, Denise Thur- uh, Denise Martin's Star Thoroughbreds have bought and raced, and uh, they've got a quick return, which is good.
1: Certainly is. Well, next week, of course, uh, Saturday, two of our summer cardinal, we go to... Aquas Park Gold Coast. But it's the Tattersalls Club, of course, racing there with the recognition stakes being the feature. And I think there's a listed fillies and mares sprint race as well. That's next Saturday. We're uh, coming into the home straight now on past the Post. We're not past the Post quite yet, but let's go to Ballarat yesterday. They had their big cup day. Unfortunately, rain came, which saw the track go from, I think, good to heavy. Uh, towards the end of the day. Here's the Ballarat Cup replay.
8: Sirileo Miss sticks to the inside. Kick two and a half links in front around the corner. Future score is going to hunt runs on the inside as Sirileo Miss drifts about five or six off. Foxy Frida runs on. Then Banker's Choice and back behind them, Flash R. Where to look here in the Ballarat Cup? 200 to go. Foxy Frieda, Banker's Choice with Future Score and a tissue late. Banker's Choice with 100 metres to go. Surges away. Banker's Choice. Johnny Allen's got his third Ballarat Cup. Bankers' choice won it well. A tissue. Suraleo missed then future score. Next, Foxy Frida. Dark Dream. Flasher. Lord Vladivostok Bermadez. And last of all, Tocarangi. He ran the second favourite.
1: If you were on him, you wouldn't have been on great terms with yourself (laughs) coming up to the turn. He was under some pressure but he certainly dug deep in the straight for John Allen and uh, trainer Mike Maroney. His run, of course, in that... uh, champions race on the final day of the Flemington Carnival was good. It was a
2: great form for this race. Yeah, he, he had a string of wins there in New Zealand um, going back to mid last year through to the beginning of this year and he'd been good through the, the Autumn Carnival in Sydney running well in, in races like uh, you know the Ryder and the Doncaster and uh, he probably put the riding on the wall. His last two was good in the mile at the Valley, and as you say in the, the old McKinnon.
1: He's only had the 19 starts. That was his sixth win yesterday, and he now goes for a break I after. I think a horse like him,
2: cup. you know, Doombin Cup-type horse and next year with a Michael Ronnie might aim or something like that.
1: There was some Magic Millions focus there at Ballarat yesterday as well. We'll have a listen to the replay. This is the three- and four-year-old classic.
8: Approaching the turn at the 500 metres. They're well past the middle of the track where it's Penthouse, a lead Icon and Red Hot Nick almost coming direct to the outside. Trying to cut the corner then is a little deep and also adamant. They're stretched across further back in the field, direct out wider and then LTC and Frontari's up against the outside fence. So they reach the 250. It's Penthouse joined and headed by Direct. Direct takes the lead from Penthouse, a little deep, LTC, Frontari. Direct with 50 metres to go. Punched out, and it's going to win again. Direct wins it for Zach Spain, who salutes the judge a length and a quarter. Second in the race, a little deep, and then it was a three way go for third. Trontari commands the field, Penthouse all there. LTC not beaten too far either. A gap red hot, Nick adamant, and the last to finish was a lead icon.
1: Yes, direct winning. He's been good this campaign. Three starts for three wins, all up. He's won four from 15. Lloyd Cannowell trains him. He's a, naturally a Magic Millions graduate. Pretty expensive purchase he was, too, 400,000.
2: Was he eating, eating into that? A bit of useless trivia, I suppose. Same sire as Amelia's jewel, Sione. So, a good day for the stallion. That's why you paid the big money, see, to come up with facts like that. I know you just love my trivia. Lloyd
1: Cannowell, of course, won a, a Magic Millions race with Vedora a few years ago. So, it looks as though like looks likely yeah. the direct will be headed uh, to the Gold Coast in January. Also, I want to make mention of the two-year-old race because this was a bit of a win. It's This race
2: doesn't sort of... Um, Different this year, though. It's been the clockwise classic, and yeah. they just reverted back to the normal direction this time around. But you're right, it, it generally doesn't produce a horse. But this horse, Sun Source, that won
1: for... Uh, uh, Trent Person and Nat, Nat Young, it was a $370,000 purchase by Zoostar. Mister Way gave them a start and gave them a beating, mm. but it's just hard to line up the opposition. I don't know them that way. They
2: well. May, may well have been walking too to the line, um, given the way the track was there yesterday, how it deteriorated so quickly.
1: Nevertheless, with that prize money in the bank, uh, more, the Gold Coast. more than likely the Colt will be there in January. Nathan, thanks for your time this morning, mate. Cheers, David. Good to be back. Nathan X will be joining us and he'll be with me right through the, the summer carnival, looking back yesterday at the Sunshine Coast, plus all of the other features. I look forward to your company tomorrow morning on Press Room. We'll have all of our regular panellists and might have a, a few guests as well. Enjoy your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Bye bye.